thank our great God. What a great God we serve. Amen. Would you take a moment and greet those around you? Welcome to Crossroads. Welcome everyone around you here this morning. you're here you may be seated as we continue what a what a great uh, what a great summer it's been hasn't it been fantastic we've had three days without rain isn't that amazing folks and uh, we're so glad that you're here this morning would you please pass the friendship folders down the aisle at this time we're so glad to, to have you this morning and as we come together to worship the lord and to serve him I'm just thinking about all the fun stuff that we've had this summer so far. June was an incredible month, and so was July. Uh, we had uh, we had two movie nights. We had a movie night out here Friday night on the lawn. It was so hot, but we had a movie night. It was wonderful, all right? And uh, we, we had our, uh, uh, our vacation Bible school, our June Jamboree. So God's just been blessing the church in many ways, and many people are coming to know Jesus. We're on mission all throughout the summer. And so we're glad that you're here with us. Just a few announcements today. We have uh, a picnic coming up here, and that's on August the 4th, if you can believe that. That's just uh, two weeks away. We're running right into August. Summer's been fun. And uh, as we celebrate with a church picnic, I'm going to ask you to to open up your flyer, open up your bulletin there. There's a flyer right there on the inside I'd like for everyone to look at. It's August 4th down in Palmer Park, which is about 15 minutes from here. Next week, we'll have directions on the back of that flyer for you. Uh, we want you to sign up to come. I want you to plan to be here. We've got uh, the, the main part of the meal is, is catered, so we're asking you to sign up so that we make sure that we have enough. And uh, we're also asking you to bring a side dish and a dessert, and, uh, and we're just going to have a big time of fun. This pavilion is gigantic. It will hold the entire church. It's going to be a fun time out there. Uh, Palmer Park, just 15 minutes away. But what I'm asking you, Cindy was out there in the foyer today. Cindy, raise your hand if you don't know Cindy. She's a wonderful lady here. Let's thank God for Cindy. Wonderful, wonderful person, all right? Cindy Loudon is, uh, is, is, is helping to coordinate all that. So she said, Pastor Ken, you better get everybody to stop and see me out here, all right? So I'm telling you, stop and see her and sign up for her. She wants to make sure we don't all bring spaghetti, all right? So bring, uh, stop and see her, and she'll help you out there. That'll be fantastic uh, time coming up here. Then on August the 18th, we're going to have our... our um, our movie, I'm not moving, I'm sorry, the next steps, we're going to have a next step uh, meeting here, and that will be August the 18th here at the church. We're going to be going over the next step to membership. How do, how do you become a member in the church? How, how do you get involved? What's your next step to serving? What's your next step to get into a life group and uh, a place to be connected? So uh, if you've been coming, maybe you've been coming for three months, maybe you've been coming for a year, um, just stop in. We'd love to have you. Please sign up for that. That's coming up here as well in just a few weeks. So it's hard to believe that we're moving right through August pretty quickly here. It's right upon us. Um, as you look in, uh, in the bulletin also, you'll see there's blessings in a backpack. There's a, a place in the foyer for a drop-off for that. So blessings in a backpack, we were able to help in our local community. They actually send food home with students every Friday to help many students that are in need. 
So I'm going to ask us as a church, uh, next week will be our last day of collection. Let's let's go for that. Let's just uh, be generous. Let's get, stop by Sam's Club, get a case of whatever. Look at the list in there and, and just uh, let's just load them up and let's bless our community. Uh, isn't it powerful that we can be known in our community uh, by our deeds? Amen. That God would use you to, to make an impact for his honor and for his glory. So I want to invite you to, uh, to be a part of that. And also go back into that bulletin. You'll see, uh, look at the flyer for the, uh, for the picnic. You'll see it says that Weird Eric is going to be there. That is not our student pastor, okay? Our student pastor is Eric Raspberry. It looks like him, too. they got a, they got the same color hair and everything. Eric Raspberry, uh, Eric Raspberry is our student pastor. Eric Raspberry is actually going to be leading our message this morning. Can we thank God for our student ministry, man? So he is, uh, I asked him to lead, and uh, he's going to be sharing in our series this summer at the movies. I hope you've been enjoying these. Isn't it been fun? And uh, we're just taking a little different look throughout the month of July and having having a lot of fun and really getting into God's Word. But I'm thankful for Pastor Eric. You know, I was thinking about it. It was about a year ago that Pastor Eric took his family, loaded up the car from Virginia, and moved here to Pennsylvania. And, folks, I want you to know, this is, this is not Lynchburg. We ain't drinking no sweet tea, right? Those people, he moved and he came across up here, and he's learned all about Pittsburgh. Again, let's thank God for Eric Raspberry, the call on his life to come and enjoy Pittsburgh. I did bless him with a permanent sandwich right away, though, so we had to break him in. This time I'd like to ask our ushers to come forward and receive our morning offering. What a blessing it is to give unto the name of the Lord. You know, he's given you everything that you have. I want you to think of this. Uh, any any money that he's given you, it's his. He gave you 100%. He gave you the ability to work. He's given you the air that you breathe. He's given you your family. He's given you your health. Everything, every good and perfect gift comes from the hand of the Lord, the Scripture tells us. So this morning as we give to the Lord, I'm going to ask you to uh, just give and bless him. Make it an act of worship. And if you're here as our guest today, this is your first time, uh, we, we encourage you to let the place pass you by. Let the plate pass you by. But uh, everyone is welcome to give as we give unto the Lord. This is for those that are, are growing in the grace of giving this morning. Uh, let's just go to the Lord and, and bless his name. Our Father and our God, we come before you, Lord, and we just bless your holy name. You are so good to us. You have done so many great and mighty things. Uh, God, I just ask that you will you will uh, do your work in a way that only you can do in this place, God. You've given us our breath. You've given us our health. You've given us our incomes, Lord. And, God, you said in your word to give unto you according to the way that you have blessed us. So, God, it is uh, it's with open hands that we let go and we freely give to you. We say, I surrender this part and I worship you with this. So, God, I pray for all of us this morning as we give. Some give online, some give through the mail, and others will give this morning here in the church, Lord. As, as we just pause, Lord, we say uh, thank you. We say we remember, we honor you. We realize that all things that we have that are good in our life, from your hand. In your name we pray. Amen.
Yeah, every time I, uh, I, I see that part, I'm just like, come on, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm, I, love, I love that kind of stuff. It's so much fun to watch those kind of movies. Now, let me ask you a question. Who in here has seen the, any of the Avengers movies? Anybody seen all the Avengers movies? My people. Awesome. Yes, yes. So good. So good. We, we love them. My family and I love them. We have a good time. My wife loves them. That's, that's how I knew we were spiritually compatible. Uh, and we, we just have a great time talking about them. We're, we've, we're raising our kids in them. Um, uh, amongst other things, there's actually a picture of our son. Um, I'm gonna put them, there we go. That's, that's, that's the man right there. So we got... Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk, and even though like he's, those are older pictures. But just so you know, that's still uh, action happening in our house. Um, I got a, a text yesterday from Lisa. We've we've purchased him, um, you know, toys and things that the that these characters have. And one of the things we got him, you can see my picture, is a Thor hammer, you know. And when we got it, that thing would make noise. Well, eventually it quit making noise, and there was a part of me that was like, thank you, Jesus. I really appreciate that. Well, I got a text from Lisa yesterday saying, oh, by the way, I fixed Cohen's hammer. Um, And so what that means is every few seconds. Now, Thor is from a place called Asgard, just in case you – that will be important in about seven seconds. The reason why that's important is because now every few seconds uh, yesterday – uh, Lisa would hear somewhere in our house, Cohen scream, for Asgard, and he would slam the hammer down somewhere, and it would make the noise, and I was like, that's my son, I love him so much, I'm proud of him, uh, and so we just, we, we have a good time uh, playing with that kind of stuff, um, and so I'm excited to share with you this morning, um, looking at kind of a modern day parable, Jesus used things common in culture and brought it back to his word, and that's what we're going to be doing this morning. As a matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and go to 1 Timothy, uh, either in your Bible or your Bible app, we're going to be getting to that passage in just a minute. Um, but as you're getting there, I, I heard a quote uh, defining a superhero as someone who gets the undivided attention and causes change. Someone who gets the undivided attention and then causes change. And I thought that was fascinating. When, when, when these people show up on the scene, you know about it. They, they don't just fade into the background. They're, they're, they're not invisible unless they want to be. But when they are, when they're there, they cause a change. And hopefully they leave things better than how they found them, right? That would be the goal. And so I was thinking, why do heroes appeal to us? I mean, they're, they're all over the culture right now. They're like the, the movies. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about a movie today called uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, which I just found out became the highest grossing movie of all time, um, which is a massive, massive thing. I mean, that just goes to show you that people all over the world are seeing this movie and then seeing this movie and then seeing this movie. You know, like they, they, they love it. They are all about it. And the reason I, people... They love superheroes because they are they're drawn to this idea that there's going to be somebody who is going to stick up for them, somebody who is going to fight for them. So when all hope seems lost, they know there's going to be somebody there who is going to fight for them, that they know that they are not alone in this great big universe, that they have a hero in their corner. And, 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 I, and we all understand the, the simple truth that people need a hero. 
people need a hero. That, like, that, that's, that's all over uh, the culture, all over the world. Like You can probably look at your own life. People need a hero. They need someone that they can look to, someone that they, that, that they feel represents them, someone that they can, they can view and just say, uh, this is a hero. This is a heroic person. This is someone who stands in the gap, someone who stands up for the little guy. People need a hero. And it's, it's a powerful thing that, that you have all these people who will, will come, to these, come to these movies, they'll watch these movies, they'll read these stories, they know these characters' backgrounds, and, and they understand so much about them because what I believe is that what these fictional characters represent is actually something that's missing in those people's reality. Something that these fictional characters represent is missing in people's reality. You know, in April of this year, something amazing happened. I just mentioned it. Avengers Endgame came out in theaters. Oh, it was awesome. Long-awaited movie, one of the most anticipated movies of all time. People were so excited. I was so excited because we were finally going to get to answer the question, what are our heroes going to do with the villain Thanos and what he did at the end of the last Avengers movie, Infinity War? Now, let me offer some context. And just in case you haven't seen it, just just roll with me for a minute. So at the end of the movie, Infinity War, uh, what was happening is you have this villain Thanos. He is a big, bad purple dude. And he is all about trying to get all of these power stones. They're called infinity stones. And the whole reason why he's trying to go after them is because the person who has all of these stones is the most powerful being in the universe. And he was going after power. And his whole reason for doing that was because he was trying to get what he was calling balance in the universe. Now, they call him the Mad Titan because he is crazy. Uh, and his whole way of getting balance was through his definition, unbiased genocide. That if enough people cease to exist, then everybody else would just fall in line and there would be balance and people would be happy. And so as you can imagine, at the end of that movie, at the end of Infinity War, I mean, I remember watching it and I was just like, wait, wait, what? No, no, no. Like I was like, I was Luke Skywalker when I found out. Well, I'm not going to. Well, yeah, Darth Vader's his dad. You guys know that. So um, but but just in that moment, right, it's like I felt this this like what is happening? Like the, all these these characters that I love, I'm just watching this happen to them because at the end of this movie, Thanos does get the stones and he snaps and half of the population of the universe just fades away and ceases to exist. And it, I, I was heartbroken. I was devastated. I felt like I had lost something. It was a bummer. And so, like when, when I knew that in, that that, it, that Endgame was coming out, I could not wait because I wanted to know how they were going to answer it. I wanted to know how they were going to resolve this problem. I wanted to see the answer. And the cool thing is, is, before the movie came out, Marvel actually released a trailer for the movie. And it struck a chord with me. It, it resonated with me. And so we're going to watch that trailer. And I want to see if you're able to pick up on what I picked up on. Let's watch. 
seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. people die. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do, but not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. Every single time. Okay, so did you guys hear that line they were repeating over and over there at the end? Whatever it takes. You, you, guys, you guys caught that, right? So whatever it takes, man. And as I was sitting there on my couch watching this, I was like, they were like, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I'm sitting there going, yeah, <laughs> whatever it takes. Me and you, Captain America, we're going to do this, man. Like I was, like was going to pick up my kids little plastic shield and wow you know like i was i was ready to go man whatever it takes i was so amped to go see this movie because they were going to do whatever it takes and i was going to do whatever it took which was about eleven dollars and fifty cents and i was ready to oh man it was awesome and if you saw this movie you know you know that it was epic on so many levels from start to finish. I mean, there's, you, you see things of, uh, of unity and, and redemption and, 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 and oh, just, there's so many good things that are happening. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. And there was an ultimate sacrifice that was paid, and I'm not going to give it away for those of you who haven't seen it. You know, you can see it if you want to, then you'll know. Um, but it was powerful. It was a powerful, powerful movie. And I, I was watching this movie, and I was sitting there, and I was so, so amped the whole time. And, and I was moved, and I was emotional. And when it, when it happened, and I saw all, the, all everything, and, and, and it was, oh, man, it was so good. I had goosebumps then, and then the movie ended. And I was like, I'm going to Arby's. You know, like, it was just one of these things. Like, it ended, I was excited, and then it was over. 
And I was so pumped about this movie. I was so amped, and I saw it, and it was done. And I went back to my normal life, and it, it, it's got me thinking, you know. Like, earlier, you know, I, I, I was, I had mentioned that, you know, people do need a hero because there's something that is, something missing in their reality. And these, these fictional heroes can sometimes, sometimes fill that void. But, but they're, just, they're just these fictional things. And, and I was like, why, why are these people grabbing onto these, these heroes so hard? I mean, this, 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 and it got me thinking, you know, there's these voids that people are missing in their life. Things like hope, things like confidence, things like feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves. Feeling like that, that, that this broken, messed up world is not always going to be that way. And so they have these, these superheroes that they look to and that, that, that they cling to. And it just got me thinking. And I, was, I found a quote from a Christian author named Todd Miles, and he says this. Superhero creators and writers did not and do not set out to create false saviors who will lead the world astray. They are writers of fiction whose goal is both to entertain and to teach by making up characters with incredible powers. But look at that last line. Isn't it interesting that the best they can do is make up a character that looks suspiciously like a deficient view of Jesus. And as I read that, I thought, wow, like that's, that's what it is. Because we, we understand that we live in a world full of broken and hurting people that are longing for something, that, 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 are, that are seeking out this hero, that, that they have this void inside them and they're, tr- they're trying to fill it with, with these heroes. And that's, that's understandable, but it's not the way that it needs to be. People are looking for hope and connection and community and being a part of something bigger than themselves. They're looking for a, something that will, will, will make all things new. And the great news is, is that that we have the answer to that question. Because if we have been rescued, we know that the war for our eternity, that humanity's eternity has already been won. Because, guys, people need a hero, and his name is Jesus. People need a hero, and his name is Jesus. You and I need a hero. There is nothing we can do in and of ourselves that is going to be able to rescue ourselves, to help ourselves, to heal ourselves, to forgive ourselves. We need a hero, and we know who he is. And many of us in this room have been rescued by him. We have felt him come into our lives and and change us to make things new, to change the way we see the world around us. And people need to know that. And if you go to that passage in 1 Timothy that I mentioned earlier, this has been, from, from Scripture, it has been calling that there was going, this was going to happen, that we needed a hero, and there was only one person who could do it. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 3, it says this, This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message that God gave to the world at just the right time. At just the right time. We need a hero. The world needs a hero, and his name is Jesus. And we need to be motivated to do whatever it takes to show and share the good news of Jesus with the world around us. 
The people where you work, play, and live need to understand that there is a God, that there is a hero who loves them, who has paid the ultimate sacrifice, who is the only one who can fill those voids in their, in their life, who can answer the questions that they have even before they know they have a question. He is the hero that they all need, and we need to be motivated to do whatever it takes to take Jesus to them. You know, in the clip we just watched, there's a line, and, and it says, even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who is not in this room to try. And that's, that's a powerful line. And if you take that idea and you put it in the context of, uh, of church, that we, we come to this building or, or we're, we're joining online, and, and, and the whole goal is to take what we learn here, to take the good news of Jesus outside of these walls. And even if there's a small chance, people need to know how God can change their life. Even if there's a small chance that, that your next door neighbor is, is going, to, uh, going to listen to you, even if there's a small chance that, that that person in front of you at Giant Eagle, even if there's a small chance that your estranged relative is going to care what you have to say, even if there's a small chance, are we willing to do whatever it takes our lives have been given purpose and joy through Christ, and other people need to know that. See, we know that everyone needs to hear it. We know that everyone needs to have a chance to receive that, but we don't know how they're going to respond. And sometimes we can get so focused on how they might respond that we don't even, we don't even obey in the first place. We can think to ourselves, well, what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? What if they reject me? What if I lose this friendship because of it? Well, the cool thing is, is God, God is not asking us for specific outcomes. He's asking us to obey. He's asking us to obey, to show and share his good news with the world around us. And we would all say that that's true. So knowing that that's true, how does that affect, how does that impact what we say and do? So as we look further into God's word, James chapter 2, starting in verse 14, says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. Now, some may argue some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So you say you have faith, for you believe there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Now, just, just to hit the pause button for just a second, I don't want anyone to, to hear this and think that somehow our, our good deeds are required for us to be saved. We, we, that is not what this is about. Your, your actions, your good deeds it is not to get you saved. It is because of what God has already done for you. Your actions, your faith should propel you forward to change how you live, to change the way you see the world around you. And the great news is, is that we don't have to rely on our own power, our own strength, 
our own wisdom to do this. The Bible tells us that we have the power of the resurrected rescuer inside of us, that he has given us everything that we need to live a godly life. It's all about him. We can rest in his power, in his wisdom, in his strength, in his perfection, because we all need Jesus to be our hero because of how broken we are. I know how messed up I am, and I'm so thankful that I don't have to rely on my own power to do this. See, the world around us is looking for a hero that can turn things around. Someone who can turn their life around. Someone who can turn the world around. Revelation 21.5 tells us this. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. I love that verse. He is making everything new. And, and the, these Avengers, man, they were out there trying to set everything right, trying to, to make a new future, trying to right the wrongs that, that Thanos had done. And people everywhere, all over the world, came in droves to go see this movie because they wanted to see something that was wrong be made right. They wanted to see an unanswered question get answered. They wanted to, to have that feeling that things were, were going to get better. That it wasn't just bad news after bad news after bad news, but that there was something good coming. And I think that it goes beyond that. I think that it's a spiritual thing because we're spiritual beings being supernaturally pursued. There's something in all of us that wants things to be made new, that wants our lives to be made new, that wants our friends' lives to be made new, that wants this world to be made new. And we know who can truly do that. See, there's a difference between us and these Avengers. When they were racing toward this battle, when they were going to fight uh, Thanos and, and, and his army, they didn't know what they were ultimately racing toward. They didn't know if it was ultimately going to come out in victory or defeat. They didn't know what was going to happen. They just knew they had to do it. They knew they were there for a reason. They knew the world needed them to step up. And the difference that we have is that we know that the battle for humanity's eternity has already been won by Jesus. That we are coming from a place of victory and strength through him. And if we have a relationship with Jesus, then the world needs us to step up. We are here on, port, on purpose for a purpose. We need to step up. The world is counting on us. We represent Jesus Everywhere we go, and we come from a place of strength and victory through him. Luke twelve forty eight b tells us this. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be, will be required. So if you're wondering who that's talking about, who, who, is the, who, who is required much of, well, if you have a relationship with Jesus in the room this morning, it's you. It's me. We have been given much. We have been entrusted with much. We have been rescued and redeemed by the hero, the creator of everything. We have been given unconditional love. We have been given hope and a purpose and a calling and community. We have been given much. And we can't keep it to ourselves. We can't keep it to ourselves because real faith leads people to real action. Real faith leads people to real action. 
It's just like that verse said. We, we, it's, it's not enough just to, to see someone who is in need and, and to know something is wrong and just to hope things get better. If God has given you the means to do something, we should do something. Scripture tells us the world will know that, that we are His disciples by the way we love one another. It is action. Real faith leads people to real action. And so as you, as you look at your week ahead, I want, to, I want to challenge you right now to go ahead and begin thinking about how you can do that this week. Begin thinking about that person that you can encourage. Begin thinking about that individual that you're going to remind them that God loves them and that you love them. What are you going to do different this week? How are you going to step up and step out and let your faith impact your actions? Remember, God's given you everything that you need. The Bible tells you that he's going to give you the words to say. He's going to give you the courage in the moment. We just have to be following him. We just have to keep our eyes on him. And as we do that, as we hold closer to Jesus, as we run to him and we cling to him and he fills us up and changes us from the inside out, we're going to begin to hold looser to all the other things in this world that we can so often find so important. And he reminds us that he is enough for us. And we will begin to see other people's needs as greater than our own. That's what this world needs. This world needs to know that there are Christians, there are believers that are willing to do whatever it takes to show and share his good news, to be that that light, to be the source of hope, to point people to the only true hero that there is, the only one who can make all things new, the only one who can truly give life. Are we willing to do whatever it takes? And you might say, how? How do I do that? Well, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. I want to put a picture of Cohen back up there. I love that kid. He's awesome. And he knows these heroes and he knows their names and he knows, you know, their, their, their stories and their weapons. He knows what, what they're all about because he spent time asking questions and, and learning about them and, and watching their stories and he's imitating them. So how do you imitate God? the same way. You got to spend time with him. You got to ask questions about him. You got to get around people that, that, that can point you to him. You can't imitate someone that you don't really know. You imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Because of what he did for us, we should give that away. Remember, love is going to be the difference. Remember, that I said earlier, that's how the world's going to know that we are his disciples, by the way, we love one another. So are you, are you willing to do what it takes to imitate God in everything that you do because he loves you? 
Are you willing to do whatever it takes to show and share the good news with the people around you? Maybe that means crossing the street. Maybe it means changing cities or changing jobs. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? The world needs a hero. And we know who he is. I want to invite you just to bow your head and close your eyes with me. You know, as we've been talking this morning about about heroes, about saving the day, about being rescued, about making things new, you can understand that, but, but if you're honest, it's not quite resonating because the truth is, if you're honest with yourself, there may be someone sitting in this room this morning that you are the one who needs to be rescued. You can't give something away that you don't already have. So let me remind you this morning that if that's you, that that the rescuer is calling out to you. He has done everything that needs to be done to bridge the gap between you and God. Our sin broke that relationship. But Jesus loved us enough to step out of heaven, to be the perfection that we could not be, to be the perfection that you and I could not be. And that even though he was perfect and never did anything wrong, he still allowed himself to die to pay the penalty for your sin and mine. And then three days later, he did something that only he could do. He got back up. He's alive, proving that he has power over sin, over death. That he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he is pursuing you right now in this moment. He wants to rescue you. And so if you're in the room this morning and you're like, I'm not sure if I have been rescued. I don't know if I have that relationship with Jesus. Today is the day and now is the time to make sure. And so with every head bowed and and, and no one looking around, I'm just going to pray a prayer. and, and, And it's not about the words of the prayer, but it, sometimes it's hard to know what to say. And so I just want to pray. And if you are ready to take that step to surrender your life to Jesus, to let him rescue you and make you new, then quietly from your heart to God's heart, you can just pray something like this. You can just pray, Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I make mistakes all the time. But today I believe that you love me. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose again for me. And so Jesus, today, I'm asking you, please come into my life. Please forgive my sins. Please make me brand new. And help me live for you every single day. So with no one looking around, if, if you prayed that prayer or something like it, I just want to be able to celebrate with you because something amazing and powerful just happened. If that was you, would you just put your hand up so I can, I can see and I can celebrate that with you this morning? That's awesome. That's awesome. I believe that God is moving. He's he's talking to people right now. He wants to rescue you. He's the only one who can. 
for others of you in the room this morning. Maybe you do have that faith. You you have been rescued by Jesus. You know that he has made you new, but if you're honest with yourself, your actions aren't really changed a whole lot by that faith as, as much as they should be. You're like, man, Eric, I, I, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to have a faith that's, that's useless. I want to have, I want to have a faith that, that does something. I want to have a faith with action. And I, I just want you to pray for me because it's going to be tough. And remind you, it's, it's God's power that you've got to rest on. But I promise you that I'll be praying for you. And if you're like, that's me, Eric, I, I, just, I, want, my, I want my faith uh, to, to put, put me into action. Whether, whether that means doing something major like moving or changing jobs, maybe it means doing something right here at Crossroads. But if you're like, Eric, pray for me, just put your hand up so I can be praying for you. you up. We lift you on high. You are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the only hero that this world needs. Lord, I thank you for those who made decisions this morning to let you rescue them, to surrender their life to you. Lord, I pray that you fill them with with, with your power, with, with excitement, with joy as you begin uh, to change them, as they begin the most exciting journey of their life. Lord, I pray for those who raise their hand asking that, that, that you would meet them where they are. The ones that want to see more action because of their faith. Lord, I pray that even right now in this moment, you would give them a clarity and a confidence that can only come from you. Even right now, put a person in their mind. Put a situation in their mind. That they will be able to, to do this week to put their faith in action. Lord, help them to know that you are with them, that you're going to help them, that they can rely on your words, your strength, your wisdom, and not our own. Lord God, your, your love is beyond compare. It is relentless and beautiful and perfect, and we are nothing without you, God. So thank you for that love. Thank you for being all that we will ever need. We pray that our lives bring you glory. Thank you for being our hero. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Speaking of the power of God, I want to invite us all to stand one more time together as we worship our God uh, through song. And as a reminder, if you need to pray or if you want to talk to someone, I'm down here. Pastor Ken is down here. Pastor Luke is down here. We'd love to chat with you, pray with you. You can pray at your seat. It's up to you. I just want to encourage you to continue to do business with God as we worship this morning.